This is episode 107, Healing as a Return to Wholeness with the Body Magician. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful ones, I am so excited to bring you this conversation with Bruce Scott, who calls himself, rightly so, the body magician. Now Bruce is a master body worker, a yogi, a martial arts practitioner, And a man that I've had the absolute pleasure of meeting in person and experiencing one of his incredible sessions, which is a beautiful blend of modalities and works so deeply on the nervous system and also on soul. I can't really quite describe his treatment. I highly recommend that you look him up, especially if you're in the Sydney, Central Coast, Newcastle region. Now, a little bit about Bruce. At the age of 10, he went from being an elite gymnast to living in a dark room, unable to go outside due to lack of energy. He'd come down with viral meningitis and was basically in serious shutdown mode. Every single joint in his body hurt and he was suffering from arthritis and Ross River fever. Uh, As the story often goes, Western medicine didn't really do that much for him until he experienced Tai Chi and Swedish remedial massage. Within six months, he was fully recovered. So you could say that that is the beginning of his journey in this somatic healing space. The reason I have brought Bruce on to talk to you all on the Woman Awake podcast is because he has a really beautiful perspective on us as spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional beings. And he really does embody and understand that healing is a return to wholeness as opposed to fixing something that's broken. This is a really beautiful conversation and I actually had to force myself to keep this short. I could have gone on and on and on. And I really wanted to bring you a male perspective, a masculine energy, somebody with a different voice and energy uh, than than the, the women that I've brought on before or myself. And I think that's really refreshing. We talk about so many beautiful things. We talk about the difference between being a healer and holding space for healing. We talk about energy management from a nervous system perspective. We talk about working with the body in a very unique way and learning to understand what's happening on a deeper level. We also dive into the patterns that Bruce sees in women in comparison to men, which is just really refreshing and very interesting, but also really truthful and on the money. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Honestly, it's such a beautiful conversation. So I invite you to dive on in, plug this into your ears and just soak up the beautiful energy behind Bruce's words to soak up his knowledge and his wisdom and 
hopefully take something out of this that really inspires you. I hope it gives you another perspective on healing and energy and you as a unique, multi-layered individual. Hi, Bruce. Welcome so very much to the Woman Awake podcast. <laughs> I'm really excited to have this chat with you, and I'm so grateful that you said yes and said yes so quickly. It's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Claire. My absolute pleasure. Amazing. So, Bruce Scott, the body magician, and I've had the absolute pleasure of having a one-on-one -on -one experience with you, and I really wanted to bring your magic to my listeners and into my world because it was just such a beautiful and delicious and yummy experience and it felt really simple and complicated all at the same time <laughs> and not Sounds complicated kind of like life yeah it does <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> but I really wanted to bring you in to share what you do but also to share your perspective on energy management but before we go there let's talk about you who are you what's your story What's your history and how did you find yourself in this work? And please clarify for all of our listeners what the work is that you do. Wow. Okay. That's a big, open, spacious yep, questions to answer. Yeah. Who am I? Yes. Who am I? I'm, I, I'm committed to being the best, most alive, most engaged, most committed human being that I possibly can. I, I want to dance with life. I want to be in the flow of life. I want to, I want to connect and, and play between manifesting that which I want and being open to surrendering to, to something greater than myself that I may not even know that I want yet. Mm. Um, I want to be the absolute best father that I possibly can be to my two beautiful babies. Um, I want to show up and, and be of contribution and to, to help others to find the fullest expression of who they are. And, um, wow. yeah, <laughs> like how, how I got to be where I am. I, I just, I followed the line. Like I, I followed the, the energy and the opportunities that were presented to me and, and a really a heartfelt, a heartfelt path of, uh, of exploration that that's taken me kind of all over the world and um my passion my passion from from my early teens was um martial arts and massage mm. um and so I I started studying tai chi when I was 13 and I started receiving uh deep tissue Swedish remedial massage at the same time um and that was to overcome some, some really serious long-term illness. Um, and so then once, once my health started to return and, and I started to be able to uh, engage much more with life again, uh, martial arts and, and mindful movement have underpinned my life ever since my, since my early teens. And I've just gone as deeply down that pathway as I, as I possibly can and it continues to unfold. Wow. You just, yeah, we're done. Podcast interview finished. That was incredible. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for such an incredible introduction to you. I don't think many people say, hey, here I am and I want to be the most alive person dancing with life and just exuding so much love and joy through every word. That was just beautiful to listen to. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to circle back. You said something about manifesting versus surrendering or 
dancing with both of those, which is really interesting because qualities of those I noticed within our session together. So can you actually help our listeners understand what a session with you might entail? Because I can't do it justice explaining, hey, we're going to be upside down for a period of time and there's some breathing and some presence and, you know, I can't do that. I want you to bring life to that because there is this manifesting energy in there and this surrender as well. It's really interesting you touched on that. Yeah, beautiful. Um, So my background, like I said, is is cut it threefold. So um, martial arts, and I've studied everything from karate to um, the martial art of the Russian special forces and everything in between. Um, And at the same same time, mindful movement. So Qigong and yoga and Feldenkrais and um, lots of other movement-based, mindful movement-based modalities and massage. So originally um, Swedish remedial massage, which I, I, I did as an 18-year-old. It was the first I, I left school and I started studying massage because um, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and, but then I fell in love with the traditional Japanese approach of shiatsu and, and also the Thai-based massage, the floor-based um, Asian-style work mm-hmm. resonated with me so much. So these days it all, it all comes together, but it's, it's much more about the philosophy underneath. It's, it's this idea, Claire, that we are all, as I see it, we are all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, energetic beings, and I cannot for the life of me see where any one of those aspects ends and another aspect begins. There's no demarcation. We can split them out in language, but in the reality of being, they're always interconnected and, and one, one whole, whether we're experiencing it as that or not. They're always connected and, and interrelated. And um, within that, I see that we have an innate healing intelligence, uh, a wisdom of the body, a, a knowing that from a single cell that your mother and father fertilized, came together as a single zygoma. And from that single cell, you now exist as the hundred trillion conscious cells that go into making up your physical being. And with that there was some designing, some, some intelligence that has managed and created that through every step of the process. And the more that we can tune into and align with that, that that intelligence that created you in the first place knows how to heal whatever it is that is there to be healed. And the more we can dance with that, the more we can surrender to that and let that wisdom have the space to do its magic, the, the, then the body just it goes from there. We don't have to, it doesn't need to be so hard. And even in your voice, you can tell that it doesn't feel hard for you. There's such a reverence for life that comes through your voice and it's very much threaded with this reverent quality but there's also this joy and this deep respect for this innate healing and intelligence it's really beautiful listening to you because it's just like of course it's not hard of course you kind of create this buoyancy around it all which is really lovely and having met you in person now and had a session with you that's very much 
for me, having experienced your work, a very big core part of what you actually do is that deep respect for the intelligence within us and obviously for source and Mm. that joyful reverence. It's really, to me, yeah, so you're your description, Thai massage, and there's a lot of that in your your practice. And there's obviously the more aerial yoga flying upside down vibes, which, which is amazing as well. But I do remember that quality in you. I, and I'm saying this from your perspective, I know you can heal. I know that there is nothing else but healing available for you. That is such a core component of what I felt you offer. Would you resonate with what I've just said? Yeah, it's taken me a long time to really get comfortable owning that, like because because I have such a reverence for the intelligence of the other person's body, and that that I see my role as being able to facilitate a space and a conversation and and to create the opportunity for that wisdom intelligence of the body to really come to the fore. in a really nerdy way, I can say it as like I'm really, really good at helping people switch out of their sympathetic nervous system, that flight, fight, doing, thinking, planning, and really dial into the, the parasympathetic, which is the, the resting, the restoring, the reorganizing. And, and so for me, for a really long time, I, I it, like the magic was happened once I got someone to the point where I kind of got out of the way mm. and I kind of, um, for a little while, like actually disowned a big part of my part in that, in that play and starting to get to really own that is a, is a beautiful part of my evolution. And well, I'm actually really good at this part of it too. And mm. creating, a creating the space to be able to be with anyone where they are is my, is like one of my, real high level aspirations to meet to meet the person where they are and to be able to see to be able to see them as whole and to see the love and the capacity and and then to in in seeing them as that for them to be able to become that Mm. it's pretty powerful and it's I remember being in session with you and you didn't once ask me what's hurting where, where's the discomfort, what's the ailment, let's diagnose you. And you, you even commented, you said, I'm not going to diagnose you, which is really refreshing because I can not actually count how many times I've been to a massage session and been told, oh, my God, your hips are so tight and your back is this and all of this commentary, which then my mind can't actually switch off during the session because my attention is placed precisely where her hands or his hands are moving on my body going, oh, wow, I am tight. What's that about? This is curious. What's wrong with me? So that's really interesting because you, you invite that nervous system reset by this incredible space holding, which I want to talk a little bit more about because the difference between me being a healer and healing you know it's holding space for other people to do their own healing and this is a huge part of what I try to instill in the people I work with which is I'm not your healer firstly I don't believe that there's anything to be healed you're not broken we're returning to wholeness but I want to support you to be able to tap into 
your innate healing ability. So can you unpack that a little bit more for me? Because it sounds very much like what you're talking about. I am holding you in your own capacity to heal. Yeah. I, for me, a lot of it, it really comes down to, to the flow of energy that, that we have so in any moment where, where the sum total right now, this, this moment, you and I are having this conversation with we are the sum total of all of our past experiences. We're the sum total of everything we've ever seen, heard, touched, tasted, eaten. It, all of the beliefs that we have, everything is this culmination point of who we, of who we experience ourselves as in this moment. And that experience seems to be full of patterns of energy to me, that there are all these, these fractals and patterns and flow. And that the more, the more freely our, my observation is the more freely our energy flows and the more beautiful, like the patterns have symmetry and flow and they're beautiful when, when they're healthy. And that disease is, is often this experience of the energy not flowing or getting stuck and going round and round and round in a kind of weird, weird pattern, mm. a lack of symmetry. Mm. Um, and that, that the, the, healing, the healing is really about a allowing meeting whatever's there being able to meet whatever's there acknowledge it and even bring love to it like it, acknowledge that anytime we're experiencing a dysfunction um on any level of of our body or being our body's never being malicious it's never, we're never trying to hurt ourselves. There's an aspect of us that is doing its very, very best to provide us with the optimal experience of being alive. But sometimes it's doing that from its limited perspective. And it's doing that maybe that it's a breakdown in communication within the, the whole of our being. So in a sense, this work is like, um, relationship counseling for, for the for the relationship we have with our own body with our mm. own being yeah. like, can we can we agree that we actually want the best for each other and that <laughs> you have your point of view and I have my point of view and actually maybe we can get on the same page about about that and when when different aspects of the body actually the being our being get onto the same page about about agreeing that why we're, why we as an individual are here and what our purpose and values and expression, what the, what the fullest expression of that gets to look like, then the, the body starts to work synergistically to, for the fulfillment of that rather than being in conflict with ourselves, mm. we start to we start to be cooperative and collaborative, and mm. a, a lot of this. Uh, well, it's such an interesting question to answer. Is so much of this happens subconsciously at its deepest level? The highest level of healing cannot be put into words. It's not an intellectual pursuit. It's an experience. Mm, I agree. Yeah. 
Very much so. It's a very embodied experience and it's a felt sense experience in real time. It's not something that you can be in your mind about and say, hey, body, go off and do this and, you know, let's figure it out. It's, you know, as I'm saying that I'm having a little flashback moment to be in, being in session with you and I, I, I can't really recall, I think I had my eyes for 99% of the whole thing closed. But I recall at one point perhaps you were stretching my leg or my hip, I can't remember, and I, re I recall it being the most slow and subtle and gentle stretch and there was no rush and everything about you was telling my body and my mind as well, there's nothing to rush here. We're just going to be with this really slowly and feel it. And I remember almost um, feeling my nervous system get the actual transmission <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So we're working here together, together, all of us, mind and body and nervous system and breath and energy. Okay. We're all working together here. And there aren't many experiences in our life. Even if we take ourselves off to a yin yoga class, there aren't many experiences where we can have that fully integrated healing where, like you said, we're asking our body, we're relationship counseling ourselves to all come together and work together because we're on the same page but we're often not are we we're often the body is doing that the mind is over there our energy is frazzled over here we're often so disconnected disembodied and running in different directions yeah, yeah. that's my that's my observation mm -hmm. and that we we split ourselves and spread ourselves so thin trying so often trying to keep other people happy or prioritize other things or avoid, mm. avoid pain. And it's the more that we can come back to ourself, create spaces, create spaces in our, in our life and in our world, both for me personally, it's, it's daily, it's weekly, it's monthly, it's yearly that are focused on, me coming back to me mm. and allowing my energy that I spread, that it's a beautiful thing to, to put our attention, the energy of our attention on all of these things, our children, our work, our careers, our, our parents, the, the, the world at large. But it's also incredibly powerful to bring the energy of our attention back to ourselves. Totally. And to, to let that energy come back to fill our own cup up. And the more that we can fill ourselves, the way I love to think about it is that the more I can fill myself, the more capacity I have to give. Yeah. And I, I want to give from the overflow of my cup, not from emptying my cup and then filling it back up and emptying and filling I want it. I want my cup to get so overflowing that I've got this capacity to give. And what I'm, what I can see energetically is the more that I give, if if I'm open to receiving, then that energy can flow back. So that the more I give, the more I get to receive. The more I get to receive, the more I get to give. And that to me is the geometry, the, the energetic space of abundance. Mm. It's, it's being in that dance of, of first filling my own cup up, taking, taking 
myself, sometimes that means taking myself away and allowing whatever needs to flow through, whatever, wherever the resistance is in me. And then from a physical perspective, like we store in our body, physically, we store in our body the manifestation of everything that we cannot process. Anything we've ever experienced that we haven't been able to process, whether that is chemical, whether that was a physical impact, or whether that was an emotion, those always are stored in the body until we have the capacity to deal with them or until we die. And, but, but the leaving it until we die, it just seems to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. And then the the quality of life seems to deteriorate, deteriorate, deteriorate. Mm -hmm. I don't want, for myself, I don't want that. Um, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for the, for anyone. I want to stay vibrant and vital and free in my expression of being and have the, the best quality energy and the most flow from, from now until the day I die. Mm, agreed. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I want it to be fun. I want to have as much fun along the way as, as I can. And, and yeah, that, I really think that prioritizing our own energy strategies and our own energy management, um, it's just, it's, it's just, they're one of the most important, it's the most important thing that we can do. I agree hundred percent. I love the, the vision of the overflow versus the filling my cup back up. And I've been talking to my daughter a lot about this because I'm, I'm being even more boundary and even, even more fiercely protective of my time and scheduling much more things in and taking myself away a lot. And it's challenging because she is a very anxious child and she feels a lot of security in being with me and for me to even go just for a two hour workshop is distressing for her, but you know, it takes practice and nervous system regulation, but mm. I'm trying to explain to her, it, it, there needs to be overflow because when there is, I am buoyant and bouncy and joyful and ecstatic to be with you and to play with you when it's all the way at the very, very bottom and there's a drop. And then I have to go away and force that filling back up there is a lot of stuff I have to work through in the process of feeling back up, which doesn't need to really be there. Resentment and frustration and anger. I don't need to be with that. I don't need to have gotten to that point. So I love that vision of overflow. Within the, the same kind of idea there too, is that we become so much more vulnerable to other people's energy as yeah. we get depleted. Yeah. Like we, we, we live in a world of energy and we are constantly moving through other people's energy, other people's ideas, other people's expectations. And, and when our energy is full and vibrant and expansive, then my experience is we get to be able to, we have much, I have much more capacity to be with other people's energy without it throwing me off kilter. I can be with it without being depleted by it or, or taking it on sometimes or, or <laughs> high level, I can take it on and burn it off. 
It's like, it's not even a thing. It's like, <laughs> lay it on me. It's no drama. Like, what have you got? Because I am so full. I come, I'm, I'm good. I love um, but that. When I see, it's like, it's not a thing. It's no drama. Like the, the Dalai Lama is a beautiful example. He's, I've, I've heard him speak about, you know, being able to do energetic clearings on stadiums full of people to deliberately, deliberately take on the karma of 100,000 people at once. But you can only do that if you've got the juice to burn it off, otherwise it will kill you. Mm. Yeah. So being able to accept that I'm moving through the world and, and my interaction with the barista or the, in the shopping centre or just even driving, we're interacting with, with other energies all the time. And if mine's depleted and low, then I've got a much higher likelihood of having those, those experiences that, that end up being icky or create, create dr drama and mess that need to be cleaned up. It's like, uh, I don't have the time to look after myself. So you don't have the time not to. <laughs> mm, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. So for those listening who are like, okay, Bruce, that all sounds lovely and so cheerful and beautiful and joyful, but I'm so split. I am so not even close to wholeness as we've been talking mm. about. I am so split and I've split myself in all directions. Before I ask you this mm. question, I want to say mm. this. In my mm. personal experience, the process of coming back to wholeness and coming home is not always easy and doesn't always feel instantly good because mm. there is a recalibration. It's like sewing yourself back up and there can be trauma release and there can be cathartic processes that you have to go through. Mm. But where would you point somebody, what direction would you say start here or consider this or touch on that if you're listening to this and saying, okay, I want to feel more whole, I want to return to myself, I'm hearing what you're saying about energy management, but what could possibly be my first step if they're resonating with what you're saying? What would you say to that? What do you love doing? Do you love painting? Do you love, do you love knitting? Do you love martial arts? Do you love jumping out of a plane? Go and do that. Like make, make some time for doing the thing that you love doing because that gets your juices flowing. Like start there. Mm -hmm. So, so, so often, especially when we start having, when we have kids and businesses and, and partners, that, that thing that we love doing is the first thing we sacrifice. So how about we don't do that? How about we like come back to doing the, like making time? And I, okay, it may not be as much as at one, at a former point in my life. Like when I was, when I was living in Japan, studying full-time martial arts, I was doing, I was doing like near on 30 hours of martial arts a week. Cause that's all, I, like, that's what I was there to do. And then having kids, I try to, that's, Three that was, that was, was just like, yeah, but but those three hours and those three hours, it's still, it's keeping it alive, keeping the, keeping the spark alive and nourishing it and um, making the time for doing, that's the simplest answer I can give you is to make time to do the thing you love doing. Hmm. And I, I, I think that's incredible and actually really refreshing that you've said that. And then I would, I would personally tack onto that and then follow the breadcrumbs. So once you're in a little bit more of a state of joy doing what you love, 
follow the breadcrumbs of um, offering towards your energy that feel really good. And I think Mm. that when people just keep following what presents right in front of them, does this feel good? Yep, follow that. Does that feel good? Yep, follow that. Then they're led (sighs) deeper and deeper down into the, the home the home of themselves aren't they yeah i love yeah t- i totally agree like i follow the breadcrumbs follow that's for me the line and it's follow the line like it's like i can see the energy i, I may not know what's around the corner mm. i can't always see the curve like walking through the forest when you're walking through a beautiful path you can't you can't see what's around the corner but the path is clear. So you just follow the path and it might open out to a beautiful waterfall or a spectacular vista or, you know, you just, just follow the path, follow the line. The, the energy will take you there. And, and sometimes, it's, sometimes it's less clear than others, but if you, if you stop and check in and be open to asking for help, um, be open to, to, to the guidance that, that comes along the way and play, play with it. Mm. And be open to doing things outside of your comfort zone. You know, for example, somebody might go off and search you after this interview and go, oh, wow, this guy flips you upside down and brings you into this interesting stretch while he's balancing you on his feet. Okay, yeah, not my thing, but there might still be a little tug there that's saying, Oh, but there's something about this that's calling at me. So my <laughs> suggestion there is be open to it. something that might be calling you, even if it's unusual for you. Yeah, totally. And but just in in response to to that, just in the specific of working with me, my my intention is always and ever to meet the person that I'm meeting where they are. Mm-hmm. To never use force. To never use manipulation. Um, to never go faster than is ecological for that person now. So yeah. go slow to go fast. So, you know, my, my sessions begin, 99% of them begin with a foot massage mm. because the foot massage is just the perfect, it's a perfect way to both check in with a person energetically and as a conversation, as a whole being, but also for me personally to start to get a feel of what's going on in someone's energy, to start to get a feel of, of where things are flowing and where they're not to, to get, you know, to, to start to paint the picture. And then I just follow the line from there. And, and for some, you're 100%. It might be, yeah, balancing upside down on my feet. I do that not because it's crazy. I do it because it works. Yeah. It's the most effective technique for getting out of your head, getting back in your body and just it's like bang for buck, pound for pound. It is the bomb. Feels amazing. <laughs> like, it does. And, and yeah, it's like it's so cool. It's so cool. And then after that, because then someone's already relaxed more than they might have, like five minutes of that technique can be worth 90 minutes of, of a more traditional style of massage. Once someone's actually relaxed and I can bring them down to the floor, now they're receptive. Now we can dance with, you know, that soft and subtle and gentle stretches and movements and pressure that you were talking about where we're in a conversation, allowing the facilitation of a conversation between your nervous system and your body, your, your consciousness and, 
and your physicality that that will end up where it ends up and mm. and what will flow from it will flow from it but it will be it'll be the healing that that's there in the moment to have with nothing forced and you've really touched on the fact that healing is it's subtle and it's not this whiplash approach or commenting around too much too soon too fast and there's obviously so much respect about how the body heals with this slow steady turtle pace that a lot of people don't really um embrace because we're all too busy and we've got to fix it now and i often have clients come to me and in our first session if i hear them talk about this is broken it needs to be fixed and i'm done with this we often talk about a huge language reframe to really get them to anchor into how subtle this process is but actually how much more potent it will be when they embrace the gentle and the slow and the softer approach as opposed to okay let's just whip this into shape <laughs> let's just fix this yeah that's a huge cultural thing mm. our western culture with um bigger stronger faster harder more it, it's that there doesn't leave so much space for the power of receptivity and the the power of relaxation the power of softening mm. and that to have to be able to extend our capacity in both directions to have the fullest palette to paint with that that relaxation is is one of the fastest ways to manifest to to enter into the receptive mode to mm. to even to be allowed to to create the space to hear the truth of our own inner voice mm. we can't hear that when we're rushing from thing to thing and pushing and um smashing it out and I'll fit in my my effort I'll fit in my my 45 minute hit workout and then I'll get to this and then I'll do that and then I'll cook dinner and then I'll do that there's there's no space for hearing the wisdom of the depth of our and even if like oh i'll fit in my meditation it's like it's still it's still a real doing thing it's still like, a schedule <laughs> yeah like, i had that moment had this surrender. morning i had i had that moment this morning we've got a new puppy and she uh she's still obviously not toilet trained so she wakes in the middle of the night in the last few nights she's been waking at like the 4 30 mark which is just game over for me i'm not falling asleep back at that point Mm -hmm. So, you know, normally I'm up about 5.30 and I'm doing my own practice each day. So I kind of doze off doing a meditation from 4.30 to 5.30 and I wake up and I look at the time and I hear my, my mind, my ego say very clearly, okay, it's 5.30, it's time to go, it's time to do your practice because, you know, tick, check, we've done that. And I instead take a few deep breaths and I drop in and I, I quickly scan through my day and I know that my day is full so I ask myself my soul self what would most support you in this moment but also to support you through the rest of the day and I hear stay horizontal <laughs> keep on breathing keep on meditating close your eyes and just be so I do exactly that whether I fall asleep or not I don't really know I'm in and out of whatever state but that's taken me years and I wanted to touch on this because it took motherhood and the depths of sleep deprivation to actually teach me how potent rest and surrender actually is. So I'm curious, as a final question here before we wrap up, do you see any particular patterns in women? 
showing up through your work. And obviously this podcast is called Woman Awake. So I'm curious as to what those patterns might be and how you attempt to support women through that returning to wholeness and healing process. Yeah, it's a beautiful question. I think the subjugation of self, like the putting putting others first, mm-hmm. others so so concerned with others' concerns, um, and and really preemptively preemptively being uncomfortable in anticipation of somebody else's discomfort. Oh, yes, I know that well. <laughs> so it's like, just like nothing's even happened yet and you're already and you're already in this anticipatory, like, I'm ready to catch, I'm ready to, to do the thing and I'm be ready. in the place I, and have I the soup. I'm ready. <laughs> brace myself. I can feel my nervous system bracing itself for my husband's possible frustration the situation that's not yet happened that I'm preparing myself for and then I create drama from that bracing that's happening and he's like I don't even know what's going on and then I see this mirror back from his reflection in his eyes and I'm like what the actual f Claire like whoa breathe walk away you feel like you're possessed honestly I know that there's women nodding along right now as a woman it's a program and we feel possessed it's like what is happening breathe <laughs> yeah yeah and and that, I think that's where it's the prevention like that so much of of being able to deal with that most powerfully happens by not not being so stressed that you're at the at Mm -hmm. the um the hot point of it like you get get way back from the line have a much bigger margin Mm. create the capacity it's like how okay given all of the things that i'm juggling how can i get more more softness, more capacity, more spaciousness in this. It's like a bird's eye view, um, isn't it? How can I see uh, right up above you? Yeah. Oh, being able to, I think, being able to let some things go. Mm. The, the, the expectation, oh, that's the other one. The Being the perfect mother, like, yeah. stop it. Stop it. You are. Stop it. Just stop trying to be perfect. <laughs> it's actually ironic in that the pursuit of perfection actually gets in the way of you just being the perfection that you are. Exactly. Just, just chill. Just chill. You're perfect. We're trying. They love We're you. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> they love you. They love you for who you are. And, and yeah, just you're perfect as you are. Just take the space. And mm. That was really flow. beautiful. To everybody listening, I hope you just write this down. You are perfect just as you are. Really beautiful. Bruce. Wow, what a conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> could keep going. I told you I could keep going. It is such a gift to have received your wisdom and your mastery and your ability to hold space for healing. And it's a gift to be in your presence and your energy. It's actually quite a unique experience, just that in itself. So I'm really grateful to have connected with you. And I'm so grateful that you've allowed me to bring you onto this podcast and to share you with my audience and, and whoever. I don't even know who follows along, the people. Hopefully there's some people out there listening. But I um, I just want to ask you one final question is if there's one mm. thing that you could have people hear and really take into the cells of their being today, what would that be? I think it's the, the one that we just said. It's like mm. you're perfect. You're perfect just the way you are. And that 
it's all all right. Everything's all right. It may not feel like it just in this minute, but it's, it is. And the more that you can come back to just the perfection of who you are, your worthiness of being. But if we try this on, mm. the very fact that you exist is evidence of your worthiness of existing. Wow. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to let, let that just hang in the ethers for all of us to take in. Thank you so much for sharing you and your everything, everythingness. And I really appreciate your love. I can feel it in every single word that you've offered us today. And I, uh, I look forward to connecting with you again in so many other magical ways. Thank you so much, Bruce. My absolute pleasure, Claire. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into One Woke Mama. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that One Work Mama lands in the hearts and the ears of those that need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobeyed.com or over on Instagram under claireobeyed underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.